What is up, everybody? Welcome to Café con Santos, a show where we promote the rosary, reflect on the life of the saints, and share many journeys in the faith. My name is Ricardo Hernandez, and I am your humble host. Today, we are going to be doing a season three recap. So it's, you know, very interesting. It's crazy that we have been able to get through uh Three seasons, if my math is right, if I can count right, this is episode uh, 21 or 22. I hope it's 21. <laughs> so that, that means that for the past couple of episodes, uh, you guys have stuck around. And if this is your first episode, well, welcome. So the way that this season recap is going to be, it, it's going to be similar to the previous ones that we did for season one and season two. I'm basically going to do a summary of each one of those episodes, or at least what I personally took when I was recording it, when I was interviewing, and what I was going through at the time. And I'll summarize it using one word. After that, we're going to do a mini spiritual retreat, which is basically uh, Lectio Divina. So we're going to be listening to the Word of God, and then we'll say our goodbyes for this season. Uh, but before we... Uh, do any of that, we need to start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us take a couple seconds to place ourselves in the presence of God. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the gift of life. I thank you for permitting me to record all of these episodes. I thank you for all the guests that I got to interview. I pray, Lord, for all this, all the listeners, that they, that they may be receiving your grace. I pray that you send your Holy Spirit to be with me, to guide me, to accompany us, to use me as your instrument, Lord, so that whatever message that you want the listeners to know, that I may be able to speak it through your Holy Spirit, Lord. I thank you in advance for what you're going to do, and um, I just want to say thank you for helping us reach season three. We thank you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, folks, so I'm going to be very honest. This is actually the second time that I record this episode. Unfortunately, the first episode, uh, the video recorded, but the audio was cutting off. So the microphone that I was using, for some reason, it just... It wasn't picking up the sound, so uh, we're shooting this a second time, uh, and hopefully um, it'll be even better than the first episode or the, the first recording that we did for this episode. And so we're just going to jump straight into it. Uh, I don't know when you guys are listening to this, but to give you some context for this season and for all the episodes that we recorded and, and what I was going through, uh, we were basically... Uh, three years into the, what was it, the 2020 experience when, you know, the, we had the lockdowns, we had the mandatory stuff that you had to do, and things were beginning to settle down a little bit more compared to 2021. Uh, and so now when I'm recording this, it, it is 2023. So uh, things uh, seem to be opening up compared to uh, when we first started, or we were starting the, the past seasons. Um, and so just some context, that when this year began for me, um, in 2021, 
I, I'm, I'm sorry, 2022, I had actually left my job. So as many of you guys know, there were a lot of protocols, a lot of mandatory things that were going on when it came to employment and uh, the COVID restrictions and all that. And to not go into the details, let's just say I didn't agree with a lot of stuff. And as a result, I voluntarily left my job so that I could have a clean conscience or that I would feel comfortable with the decision that I took. Uh, but that did cause uh, a series of, you could call, difficulties throughout the year because I had basically given up a full-time job. Uh, the job wasn't paying a lot. It was decent pay. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's, 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 it's pay that, that helps when you've got a bunch of bills. And so going into 2022, I had, uh, I had a hope and faith that I had made the right decision and that the Lord would provide. And so that's the, the little context for the rest of this episode. And I, I guess, you know, also, uh, it might help for you to, to reflect on what this year has been for you for 2022, the things that you were experiencing. The first saint that we talked about during this season was Saint Maximilian Colby. And the person that I got to interview during that episode was my friend Diego. Uh, and shout out to you, to you, Diego, if you're watching this. And, you know, the word that I want to use for that episode is desire. So the reason that I use this word is because what I think that I personally took from that episode was an understanding that there are many things in our lives that, that are drawing our attention or taking our attention. You know, we've got friends, we got family, we've got hobbies. Uh, we've got all of these things. And a lot of those, while they bring us happiness, there's only really one thing in life, rather one person in life, who can fulfill that longing that we have in our life, in our heart. And that is God. And so we can either have the desires that are disordered, meaning that we are a person that is living a life of sin. You know, we, we like to go and party. We like to go get drunk and smoke and do all of this crazy stuff. And that could be your desire. And that was my case, you know, when I was distant from the faith, when I was in college. I remember that some of my biggest desires were to throw the biggest parties, have the most people, have super abundant drinks, meaning have as many drinks that it would never run out and have the craziest party. Um, and at the same time, I had the desire to be loved, to be understood, to be respected. And so that desire uh, was disordered. It wasn't correct in the sense that I was clinging or I was seeking a joy that was not going to fully satisfy me and maybe you guys have had similar experiences in life when you uh have these kind of events it might not even be like you know bad things it could just be friendships that you have relationships that you've been in, in that you have a, a desire to be loved by a person to be liked by a person but at the end of the day that desire is never really met. And so the reason that I picked this one is because I specifically think about his desire to, to do the will of God. When we align our desires, 
our passions and direct them to towards good things, to things of God, then we are better aligned with the will of the Father, with the will of God. And that is something that, that we should be striving for. And it is that something that I believe I, I did throughout this year. You know, I mentioned earlier that my desire was to, uh, or rather my conscience was telling me to go a certain direction. And the reason that I made that choice was because uh, I believed that God was calling me in a certain direction. And so even though that decision was going to have consequences, you know, um, I still went with it. Why? Because my desire is, and God willing, will always be to please God above everybody. And so going to uh, the second one, which was with Blessed Solanis Casey, I got to interview my friend Juanita, who does a lot of work in the in the community, mainly at, over at Saint Anne, with uh, the, the the Catechism Formation Program and various events that that are organized by the Basilica and just in in our uh, communities nearby. And so uh, I remember when I asked her if she wanted to be interviewed, um, she was a little hesitant. She didn't say yes right away. Uh, so I'm thankful that she said, you know, let, let's do it. Uh, she's the kind of person that she prefers to be behind the scenes. You know, she doesn't want to be up close in front of the cameras. But I think that the Holy Spirit was guiding her and letting letting her know that uh, that there was a message that God wanted to speak through her. And I believe that uh, God did speak through her. The word for this episode the one with Blessed Salanis, is thanks. So it is a word that uh, oftentimes we don't say, I guess in my case, I don't hear it often, right? You know, maybe you're somebody that is always working, is always helping people, is always uh, providing services, and maybe you never hear thanks, right? Uh, and you shouldn't do things to get that thanks, right? You should do them because you, you want to do good things, but the word that I'm using, uh, thanks, is referring specifically to the thanks that we ought to be giving to God. So if you remember, one of the things that Blessed Salanis is known for is for saying, give thanks to God in advance. Essentially, thank him for what he's going to do. And that is something that I myself struggle with. I tend to be a person that I pray for something but I don't, I don't necessarily have the mindset that God is going to listen to that prayer, right? I mean, I pray, of course, and, and I know that God is faithful. But Blessed Salanis takes it up at another level by saying, thank you in advance, because you, you did listen to me, and you are going to do great things. And I think that this is something that we can all learn from, because um, we, can, we can trust in God the Father. And even if our prayer isn't heard or isn't, um, it doesn't have a response that we were expecting, we can rest assured that, that God wills our good, that he wants things uh, to work out for us. And again, it might not be the way that we intended, but if it, if it goes according to God's will, which is perfect, then things will be amazing. Things will come out, things will come out even better than we had even planned ourselves and so 
when I was interviewing Juanita, um, I just remember, I don't know, still fresh into having left my job. And throughout this time, I just remember thinking that even though financially I was struggling, I knew that, that God was doing something, that, that he wasn't like, you know, just leaving me on the side, that he was just like, oh, you know, I see Ricardo doing his thing over there. I'm going to do my thing. No. And I, I repeatedly lived a life where I had faith that that God would put things together for my betterment or to, to help me out. Um, and so let us continue to give thanks. And, and it's important to give thanks because if we are not people that give thanks, then it's most likely that we are people that are complaining. <laughs> and I, unfortunately, that, that is also my case. I, I tend to be a person that is um, not depressed, but is not always the most optimi optimistic person. And so when I'm so focused on the negative things that are going on, I, I, I tend to look inward or into my situation But the better thing to do is to just give it to God. And I know it's one of those things that are easier said than done. But really, when, when you start to live a life where even when bad things are going on, you say, thank you, God, because uh, regardless of how bad things are, I know that you're still working the good for me. Uh, things tend to, to, to work out. If we are people that are complaining and we don't say thank you, And we just say, you know, my, my, my situation is tough. It's never going to get resolved. Why does this happen to me? Then not all, I mean, nobody likes someone that complains. And, and, and obviously God loves us. But at the same time, it's almost as if we are doubting that we can put our trust in God. And so the challenge and the reflection for you guys is to, to learn from Blessed Solanus and, and know that we can trust God. And then know that He's always providing the necessary graces for us to get through the day. Even if it's the worst day in our life, we can say, thank you, God. Why? Because at the end of the day, we may still be alive. We may not be sick. We may have better situations than other, than other people. But more importantly, at the end of the day, we are loved. Loved by who? By our Heavenly Father. We are His beloved Son, Or his beloved daughter and he has rescued us he has saved us and that is something that we need to always be thankful for so jumping into the episode with santo toribio romo that's when i got a chance to interview um lisandro and this episode was insightful and and for me because it gave me a glimpse into The seminary life right so obviously i had it wasn't the first time i interviewed someone that was in the seminary i i did interview uh daniel uh which if you haven't checked out his episode go check it out after this show it's it was on the life of saint dominic savio um but the word that i picked for this episode is timing timing el, el tiempo like you know the correct timing uh and And, you know, looking at the life of Santo Torrivo Romo, he was also someone who had desires, the desire to, to follow the will of God. And he was also someone that gave thanks. But the reason I picked timing 
is because when I interviewed uh, Lisandro, he he mentioned something that that stood out to me, and it was that when he first visited the seminary, he said he, in his heart he felt that it was the right place, but the wrong time. And for me, it's like uh, it's it's kind of cringy whenever I hear people say, "Oh, it was the right person, but it was the wrong time." And I may, I mean, in a way, maybe it has some truth to it, but I, I, I that's not what I'm going to. That's not what I'm. I'm trying to say. You know, I. I think what I'm referring to with timing is specifically God's timing. Now, why do I bring this up? Because, again, oftentimes I tend to worry about maybe a task, uh, a situation that I'm going through, and I'm trying to have it resolved, resolved as soon as possible. And I might try to force things to happen in order to fix the issue. And when I'm doing that, I tend to reject the timing of God. And who knows, maybe if I did things my way, my with my own timing, maybe the issue would temporarily get fixed. But because I'm not God, I wouldn't see that, that in the grand scheme of things, it was maybe a band-aid fix or, or it maybe even brought other problems. And so when... When I refer to timing, it is a reminder that we ought to focus on the things of God and as a result, the, the, the timing of God. And this ties in, I, I believe, with the word of, um, with, with the word divine providence. Uh, now, if you don't uh, know what that word means, it, it basically means that you, re you fully rely uh, throughout your day or you, in your mind, you, you believe and have faith that whatever you're going through, God is going to provide the necessary things. It is, for example, if you uh, one day, you know, uh, lose a job, and then all of a sudden you have 10 bills at your house, and you're like, man, this is a tough situation, but I have faith in God. And then what do you know, the next day you find out that somebody in your family just got a bonus and maybe they have an extra amount of money and they, they've noticed that, that you're going through a difficult time and they say, hey, I want to donate this money to you. So that's one way of divine providence. And that's a uh, that's just a, a simple way, but you could apply it in your life. It, it could be as simple as you were going to drive somewhere, uh, but unfortunately, let's say a tire popped, right? And as a result, you can't go to the event. And then later on, you find out that Uh, the event you were going to through you were going to go to had something bad happen right so the that divine providence would say that you were saved through that incident right and so the reason that i tie it in with timing and with this episode is because um lisandro i believe similar to santo toribio romo aligns his desires to be desires of god right And he wants to uh, do things the way God intends to do them. And as a result, that, that requires patience. That requires that maybe you continue to pray, even if you've been praying and praying and praying and praying. Remember, the focus is God's timing. And this makes me think about people who maybe haven't been in a relationship for years and they're getting older and, you know, 
their friends are getting married, the friends are having kids, and they're like, I don't know, God, like, am I going to be single forever? Like, like, like what's going on? Uh, and then, you know, through God's timing, they eventually come across someone, they get, they get in a relationship, and they, they realize that this is the person that God wills for them to be with, and it works. Now, what would one possibility or one scenario be? Well, the person gives up on that person or, or waiting and on God's timing and decides, I'm going to do things my way. I'm going to force things and goes and starts pursuing people that perhaps aren't best for them. Maybe even getting into situations where they're going to be living a sinful lifestyle. Um, and that's that's something that we could all fall into, again, because we're human. Uh, we want things fast. We want things done our way. But the, the the focus and the and the key is to to be patient and focus on God's timing. Now, if you remember the life of Santo Toribio Romo, um, he was in a in a situation where Catholics were being persecuted, specifically uh, in his case, Catholic priests. And he could have said, you know what, um, the timing is very bad right now for be, to be a priest. I'll just wait a couple years, I'll, I'll hide, I won't give mass, I won't hear confessions, and I'll wait for a better time uh, when things are, are safe or when things are more convenient for me. But instead, he knew in, this heart, in his heart that God was calling him for that specific time. And he, he pursued. He, he found ways to offer mass. He found ways to hear confession. He found ways to help uh, El Pueblo, to help the people of God. And as a result, he ended up being killed for it by the government, right? The Mexican government. And so the reminder, the reflection, the key is that the timing is important. But more importantly, God's timing. And so I guess the last thing that I want to share for this part is just be patient. <laughs> just just whatever you're waiting for. Um, if, it's, if it's a holy thing, if it's something of God, then it will always be worth waiting. So jumping to the next one, I got to interview Father Kevin, um, who at the time had just recently been reassigned to a different parish. He He's a priest who I had gotten to know over at St. Gabriel, uh, Father Kevin, uh, but he had been uh, changed to, to a different parish. And the person or the saint was St. Anne, the grandmother of Jesus, the mother of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And the word that I picked for this one is pilgrim. Now, if you remember, Father Kevin was mentioning his experience going to a pilgrimage, right? And basically, um, his experience and, and his devotion, uh, how it had grew, how his faith has, had grown, and how he experienced the intercession of St. Anne. And so the reason that I picked this word pilgrim is because it is a reminder that we are all pilgrims in this life. I believe it's the uh, the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal who say uh, the, the their podcast, the Poco a Poco, Poco a Poco podcast, they always mention somos peregrinos, vamos a llegar poco a poco or something along those lines, which is basically saying we are all pilgrims in, in this life. We are all going to get there little by little, right? Our, our destiny, our home, where we ought to wish to be with is heaven. 
you know, we might have happy times in this life. We might have difficult times in this life. But at the end of the day, we are meant to be known and be loved by God. And we are never in this life are going to have that full desire reached or complete completed. Why? Because only when we are face to face with God, when we are experiencing the beatific vision, when we are seeing God face to face and experiencing heaven, will we be where we were meant to be. And so the reason that I picked that is because it is a reminder that we shouldn't cling to this life, right? Like we shouldn't be like saying that this life is the greatest thing. Like I'm not saying don't, you know, work hard or, or enjoy life. But what I am saying is that this is a reminder that things might not feel perfect sometimes in our lives, especially when things are difficult. But we should always remember that this, this is temporary, right? The difficulty, the, the loss of a family member, the, I don't know, you, X, Y, Z, it's all temporary. Now, that doesn't mean that we should live life as if it doesn't matter because our actions definitely matter and we're going to be judged by whether we followed or reject God. But at the same time, we, we need to have hope in things that we haven't seen yet, right? And what do I mean by that? Well, we are, in my case, I'm, I'm a dreamer, right? Thinking about things that we could do in the future, things of um, create, doing events in the community, the establishing great relationships with family and friends, um, which is all good. But it's all, it's all short in comparison to the, the greatness that is going to be heaven with God and with all the saints. And so in this life, if we cling too much to our success here, then we're going to cling on to it at the moment of our death. What do I mean by that? If we're not aiming for heaven, then that means we're aiming for something else. <laughs> and that something else is likely hell, whether we know it or not. Why? Because when we fail to look at God, when we fail to look at heaven, when we fail to remember that we are pilgrims, that this isn't all of our life, then we tend to get uh, comfortable in our spot, in our place, and we might even decide to look back. We, we might decide that, you know what, I, I know I've been on this path with God, but I want to turn around and start going a different direction, even if it's not towards where God wants me to be, right? And so as pilgrims, uh, we're going to have good times. We're going to have bad times. Uh, over in Jornadas, the literal word for Jornadas is journey, right? Or journeys. And and that's a reminder to me that, that life is a journey. And and it's it's temporary, but it's it's one that, that is worth um, pursuing day to day. Because uh, again, nothing will compare to the eternal joy, beauty, excitement that will be being with God face to face. The next one that we did was the episode with my uncle, uh, mi tío Lalo. <laughs> uh, we got to talk about 
Saint Joseph, the foster father of Jesus. And this to me was one of my favorites. I think it's in part because we talked about someone who I personally have uh, begun to have a, a stronger devotion to, which is Saint Joseph. But at the same time, it's because I got to interview my uncle, you know, who is family. Uh, I got to interview my aunt, Yalupita. And so uh, talking with, with my uncle and, and hearing his life and, and hearing his, you know, his journey and how it connected to my aunt, it just kind of like helped me see a glimpse of all the intricacies in life, all the things that God is, is putting together. And so the word that I picked for this one is protector. So the reason that I picked this word protector and the, the reason that I, I, I want you guys to think about this word is in two parts. The first refers to how God is always protecting us, but how we can learn from St. Joseph to also be protectors. Now in this life, God is our father. God loves us. God created us in his image and likeness. And so it is scripture, I believe it is Romans 8, 28, that says God is working the good for those who love him, right? And so another way to think about that is that um, God is protecting us. He is our protector. He, he is looking out for us. He is saving us, rescuing us constantly, protecting us from situations that we might not even know about. And, and, and that is beautiful, right? Because um, we have a God who loves us, who is wishing to, to, to protect us, to, to defend us. Whereas, you know, maybe pagan mythologies, the gods cared little to nothing about humans, right? They, they were the result of a, a clash between two powerful figures and or they were the result of, you know, promiscuity. But that's not the case in our faith. In our faith, we have a father who loved the world so much that he sent his only son to defend us, to save us, to rescue us from the hell that we had brought upon ourselves through sin. And so that is the first point, that God is protecting us. And if you're in a situation where you feel defenseless or you feel vulnerable, then call the Holy Spirit and, and receive his peace, receive his love, and know that you are in his hands, even if it's the craziest of situations, right? You, you could be at war, you could be in a, a crazy relationship, you could be X, Y, or Z. God is protecting you. Let yourself be rescued. <laughs> and the second point to this, protector, that we could learn from St. Joseph is that God permits us to also be protectors for other people. And we, we see this in parents, right, who give birth to their children, raise them, protect them from dangers. But also in, in our own faith, there are people who God has placed in our lives. People who maybe are new to things or maybe are coming back to things or maybe even people who are strong in their faith, but you are people who are uh, encouraging to continue in the path, right? And so what I personally took from uh, that episode about St. Joseph is that 
in the practical sense or in a practical way, there are uh, situations in my life where as a man, I do have the power and you could even say authority to defend people, right? Now, I'm not I'm not super strong. I'm kind of short. I'm 5'5". Five five. But even then, like, there are situations in life where where I have experienced a, you could call it supernatural strength, right? A strength that only comes from the Holy Spirit, where issues are resolved, where there are physical threats coming together, and through the gift of the Holy Spirit, through, um, through, through faith in God, I step in and de-escalate situations, right? Even if I put myself in danger. And I think for guys specifically, uh, we have a duty to be protectors, whether it is to defend our families, our children, our wife, our parents, the children, the vulnerable, but just be people who are constantly defending others, not men that are putting others down, not men that are causing problems, putting other people down, but rather individuals, men who were gifted who received the gift of manhood by God to protect. Just how St. Joseph was given the grace and responsibility to defend Jesus from powers that were trying to kill him. And thanks be to God, St. Joseph listened to the will of God. He, he followed his, his, his plan. He wanted to, you know, please God. Even if it meant um, you know, crossing crossing Egypt, uh, following the movements of the spirits and understanding dreams when uh, the angel Gabriel appeared to him and called him to, to you know, to, to flee to a different location to escape uh, certain death, um, but also the courage to be chaste, to be with Mary, to be our foster father. Not just to Jesus, but to be our, you know, spiritual father. And so, um, as someone who has recently started the consecration or has done the consecration to Saint Joseph, I can tell you guys that that God protects us, that we have saints in heaven who intercede for us, and that if we follow God, then He will protect us, and He will oftentimes use us as instruments to be protectors for others. Um, so that's the word for that one. And then the last one for this season was the episode that uh, I got to do with Father Ryan and Antonio Guzman. Uh, now, we didn't have uh, a specific saint for that episode. We, we talked about different saints. Um, I believe we even mentioned St. John Bosco. But the word that we picked for this one was accompany. Now, that word may be a trigger to some folks, uh, but I'd like to propose two different ways of thinking of the word accompany. The first one, in my opinion, is one that doesn't call people to repentance. That is not the definition that I mean to use when I refer to accompany. Rather, the definition that I will use is of somebody who accompanies someone going through a problem through a situation, through a difficulty. Somebody who accompanies someone that is on the path towards heaven and is 
side by side with them. And the, the best way that I could think of is the situations where Jesus encounters people who are uh, in a, you could say, in a state of mortal sin and calls them to repentance. He, he's side to side with them. He loves them. He never stops loving them, but he hates the sin. And he says, go and sin no more, right? And so when I think of, of a company, and I think I might have mentioned it on the, that episode, um, it makes me remember that despite the fact that right now you could say I'm living a better life, you know, quote unquote, I'm still someone who fails, right? I'm not a perfect person and, and I sin more than I want to, right? And if I compare this to maybe when I was new to the faith, let's say seven or eight years ago, then I was in a completely different space, right? I, I was somebody who, despite having had an encounter with Christ, still enjoyed uh, frequent drinking or still struggled with chastity. Um, and yet God was still with me, right? He was still accompanying me. He was still by my side. He never... Um, excused my actions right it's not like he was saying oh you know it's it's okay whatever you could continue to live a life of sin no but he was there with me loving me and that's the way that i want to use this word accompany not the way that perhaps it's been promoted that tends to be and you know the the whole synod of synodality which is a topic from it for another another day um all to say god is with us he is with you he is with me and we have been given the grace to do the same for other people right to be there with somebody who just lost a parent somebody or to be there with somebody who is perhaps struggling with sin that is still trying to get rid of habitual sin we we accompany them in the sense that we let them know hey um god loves you like I love you, right? I, I want the best for you. I, I want you to be with God in heaven. I want you to live a happy life. And I am letting you right now that that lifestyle maybe of, of drugs and alcohol and promiscuity is not the way. Now, some would say, no, you're you're judging the person. You're, you're not uh, accompanying them, right? But I would say that it would be uncharitable to do the opposite. To say to someone, hey, you know, I see you're over there on the path to hell. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be by your side, right? But in reality, we're heading in two different directions. Which, now that I'm thinking about it, is not accompanying. Why? Because if someone is on a path towards hell, and I'm doing the will of the Father, and I'm, and I'm, on, a, I'm on a path towards heaven, then... How can we accompany each other, right? I mean, th this is a, a metaphor or an analogy, right? But it would be quite impossible for us to be side by side. Now, maybe this will help. Maybe physically in this earth, we could be side by side together. But spiritually, which I believe our faith calls us to, to focus more on heaven, right? And the spiritual, not to neglect the physical, but in this sense... If I want to accompany my friend, if you want to accompany the people God has placed in your life, then you are going to have to call them to help to hire holy things, 
even if it means risking the friendship, even if it means, I don't know, getting kicked out of your job. Like, we want to be with God in heaven. And if there are things that are preventing us from getting in that path with him, then we should change directions. Now, we should do it in a charitable way. We should let people know that, you know, I, I'm telling you this because I love you. Um, but it's it's things that, that we need to do uh, and to accompany people. Um, and so with that, I want to now jump over to some Lexio Divina. So we're going to be reading Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 through 34. And so I invite you that if... If you have, uh, if you're driving right now, to actually pause this video and to save it till you're home, so that you could follow uh, como Dios quiere. I don't know how to translate uh, that into English, but I mean, in a, in God's timing, right? Uh, that way, you're not over here closing your eyes and reflecting and crashing. No, but once you're ready, uh, I'd like to invite you. I'm gonna read this once, and I want you to just focus on. Maybe a word, maybe a person, maybe something that sticks out to you. And then I'll read it a second time and see how you are moved by that word or that picture. Right? And then I'll guide us through a small reflection. And so first we're going to call the Holy Spirit. We're going to invoke the Holy Spirit to guide us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this episode. I pray that you send your Holy Spirit to help me be used as your instrument. Please open the ears and the hearts of the people that are going to be listening to this episode. And please give me the wisdom and the, the necessary words that, that you want me to say. We ask this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is why I tell you, do not be worried about the food and drink you need in order to stay alive, or about clothes for your body. After all, isn't life worth more than food? And isn't the body worth more than clothes? Look at the birds. They do not plant seeds, gather a harvest, and put in barns. Yet your Father in heaven takes care of them. Aren't you worth much more than birds? Can any of you live a bit longer by worrying about it? And why worry about clothes? Look how the wild flowers grow. They do not work or make, or make clothes for themselves. But I tell you that not even King Solomon with all his wealth had clothes as beautiful as one of these flowers. It is God who clothes the wild grass, grass that is here today and gone tomorrow, burned up in the oven. Won't he be all the more sure to clothe you? What little faith you have. So do not start worrying. Where will my food come from, or my drink, or my clothes? Your Father in heaven knows that you need all these things. Instead, be concerned about everything else with the kingdom of God, and with what he requires of you, and he will provide you with all these other things. So do not worry about tomorrow. It will have enough worries of its own. There is no need to add to the troubles each day brings. And now I'm going to read it a second time. 
This is why I tell you, do not be worried about the food and drink you need in order to stay alive, or about clothes for your body. After all, isn't life worth more than food? And isn't the body worth more than clothes? Look at the birds. They do not plant seeds, gather a harvest, and put it in barns. Yet your Father in heaven takes care of them. Are you worth much more than birds? Can any of you live a bit longer by worrying about it? And why worry about clothes? Look how the wildflowers grow. They do not work or make clothes for themselves. But I tell you that not even King Solomon, with all his wealth, had clothes as beautiful as one of these flowers. It is God who clothes the wild grass, grass that is here today and gone tomorrow, burned up in the oven. Won't he be all the more sure to clothe you? What little faith you have. So do not start worrying, where will my food come from, or my drink, or my clothes? Your Father in heaven knows that you need all these things. Instead, be concerned about everything else with the kingdom of God and with what He requires of you, and He will provide you with all these other things. So do not worry about tomorrow. You will have enough worries of its own. There is no need to add to the troubles each day brings. Palabra del Señor. Gloria a ti, Señor Jesús. So it's one of those things where it's easier said than done. I've shared throughout this episode that I tend to worry about my situation. And I mean, going back to the context that I gave you at the beginning of this episode, it was challenging not having a stable job, right? Because I left the job in February and throughout the rest of the year, Uh, I was figuring out how to pay my bills. Now, to some, that may seem like, well, just find another job, right? But again, look at the context of the times. Just about everywhere that I would go, the same restrictions that prevented me from working and the job that I had were still there. But even then, I think that God gave me the, the grace to to have enough faith in him, right? Now, I still didn't have the faith to move mountains because I still tended to be someone that, that worried. But at the same time, little things were happening in my life that reminded me that God was with me, that he was providing. For example, I remember earlier in the year, I was uh, re doing my reconsecration. Is that how you say it? Uh, a yearly consecration to, uh, to Our Lady. And I was following you know, uh, this guy on YouTube who, who does the, the daily consecration or the 30, or, uh, 30 days, I forget what it was. But I remember that uh, there was a, a video specifically that stood out to me when I was listening to it that was uh, a reflection on Romans 8.28 which was God works the good for all those who love him. And when I heard this, it almost kind of like made me change the way that I think about things because it made me realize, like, I do love God, right? So why am I worried? If God is for me, 
who's against me, right? Now it's still challenging. Times are still tough, but God is with me. And, I, and that was the mindset that I had throughout the year of, you know what? I don't know where I'm going to find the money, but I trust that God is working the good. And sure enough, situations happen in my life where had I been working a normal job, for example, there were days where I had to take my dad to the doctor or to the hospital. Uh, there were times where there were uh, retreats in another state um, or other states. Had I been working, I wouldn't have been able to do those things, right? So going back to divine providence. But throughout that time, I just kept reminding myself, this is tough. I don't know how it's going to work, but God is working the good. And I would keep reminding myself about that. And I remember uh, little by little, yeah, like money came. I, I'm not going to say out of nowhere, but the money was there. The bills were paid. Now, I wasn't living in luxury, but it was sufficient to get through the year. And I remember there was uh, a time, I believe it was the, the yearly novena over at St. Anne, um, where I was called uh, to be one of the lectors. And, whew, man, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. Throughout the year, that, that, that verse, God works the good for those who love him was in my mind, right? And what, what, do we, what do you guys think I read that day? Romans 8. And so it's almost as if God was just teasing me, right? Like, come on, man. You, you know you could trust me. And so, you know, at Mass, I uh, got to hear, and th this is crazy. So first I got to read it, right? I got to read, proclaim the word to everybody and physically or verbally say the words, God works the, go the good for those who love him. And then I had the honor of hearing uh, Archbishop Alan Vigneron say those same uh, words, that God is working the good for those who love him. And so it was almost a, like, a, a little, like a little poke from God saying, come on, man, you, you could trust me. What, what you worrying about? <laughs> And I guess what I want to leave with you guys for this episode is that that the times might be tough, but we're pilgrims. Our desire is God. We can trust in him. His timing is perfect, and he will protect us, and he will be with us throughout the whole time. And so what do we have to worry? What do you have to worry? The sickness will go away or it may not go away no but who cares <laughs> and maybe you're like oh that's so rude ricky what do you mean who cares i'm about to die <laughs> no our our destiny is heaven god wills are good things will be okay and so the that's a reminder for me as well as i head into or i you know begin this year that god is working my good I, I do nothing. I, I fix no issue by worrying about my problems. In fact, I'm, I add more problems to it because I give myself anxiety. I preoccupy with the future and I close, I, I close the doors to divine providence because I fail to be, um, 
you could say, an instrument of God's divine providence. I don't know how to put it, but we, we, we essentially focus so much on ourselves that we fail to open our eyes and see that God is extending his hand to help us. And so that was this season's mini spiritual retreat. Thank you guys again for listening to this podcast. Uh, it's in three whole seasons. Uh, God willing, we will continue to do these episodes. God willing, the channel will grow. God willing, uh, we will promote the rosary. We will, if it's God's will, have a coffee shop or at least establish a community where we come together to worship God, to love God, where we continue to follow the life of the saints and then God willing ourselves too will be saints so thank you again please hit the like and, subs like and subscribe button share with your family and friends and please 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 always remember pray the rosary pray the rosary pray the rosary peace <laughs>